Good morning, everyone. Today's reading is Hebrews chapter 2, verses 1 to 4, and can be found on page 1201 in the Church Bibles. Warning to pay attention. We must pay the most careful attention, therefore, to what we have heard, so that we do not drift away. For since the message spoken through angels was binding, and every violation and disobedience received its just punishment, how shall we escape if we ignore so great a salvation? This salvation, which was first announced by the Lord, was confirmed to us by those who heard him. God also testified to it by signs, wonders, and various miracles, and by gifts of the Holy Spirit, distributed according to his will. Fantastic. Hello, everybody. My name's Stephen. I'm the youth minister at Mr. Pennington Church. It's great to see you all here. Um, back when I was at Bible College, uh, me and a few friends, we created a, a, a task force, and we called ourselves the Oak Hill FA, the Oak Hill Football Association. And we gave ourselves like self-important roles. So my role was the head of youth development um, because I was the youngest person at college. So that was my role. We made little plaques for ourselves. So when we sat down for meetings, we had little plaques in front of us, Stephen Demetrio, head of youth development. And we kind of uh, portioned out all the jobs that it took to run the Oak Hill football team. I got two jobs. One I was very good at, the hype man. Now, now, that involved kind of doing notices at lunchtime, loudly and excitedly, I can do that, and it involved sending big emails to all the students in big caps saying, come and support your unicorns. That was the name of our team, the Oak Hill Unicorns, um, and gathering crowd. That, that, I was good at that. My other job, I, I wasn't so good at. So my, my other role was uh, painting the lines. Um, and, and so... You get a machine like that, only, only the Oak Hill one was like 120 years old, it felt like. And kind of, the theory was, you fill it with this like white powder stuff, and you put it down, and you start walking, and it creates a lovely crisp line. That's the theory. See, this is what a pitch should look like. Now, after I'd ha- had a few goes, here's kind of what the Oak Hill pitch would end up looking like. <laughs> right? Okay, okay. There's two big reasons for that. Number one, the Oak Hill surface is not a snooker table. It's like mountains and valleys. You're like going up and down tufts of grass. You're like, ooh. That's number one. The second big reason for for that was me. Um, So if you're walking along, I get distracted so easily. So I'm walking along going, oh, butterfly. Oh, oh, wait, no, back on track. Oh, so I've got text. Okay, let's start going. Oh, Absolutely. And that's what it ends up looking like. Terrible. (laughs) Because it's so easy to drift off course when you're pushing an Oak Hill line marker for the football pitch. And my word, it is so easy to drift off course in the Christian life too, isn't it? In fact, that's the message of Hebrews chapter 2, verse 1 to 4. See, we started this new series last week in Hebrews, and Hebrews is basically all about how Jesus is greater than anything and anyone. He is stunning and beautiful. And the book started with, with, with the sermon writer person saying, Jesus is the final word that God has spoken, the brilliant word of salvation. He is the creator, 
the sustainer, the, 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 the savior of the entire world. He is greater than any and every angelic being. So, chapter 2 carries on. Pay attention to Jesus. Have a look at 2 verse 1. We must pay the most careful attention, therefore, to what we have heard, so that we don't drift away. Because Jesus is stunning and splendid and amazing, pay attention to him. And this is the first of five warning passages in the book of Hebrews. Um, And did you notice that key word that crops up in verse 1? That word we heard last week about? It's that word, we. We must pay the most attention to what we have heard so we don't drift away. The sermon preacher man is saying this is a thing for every single one of us. We all got to listen in. This is a warning that we all got to take seriously. Pay attention to Jesus so that we don't drift. And there's a reason he's giving this warning, isn't he? He's giving it because, because it's so easy to drift away in the Christian faith, to drift away from Jesus and away from the message of salvation in the gospel. So easy. Um, in fact, I'm sure most of us in this room can think of um, people whom we love and cherish, who kind of were walking really strong with, with, with Jesus and, have, and have, have just drifted off course. And it's heartbreaking, isn't it? It's so easy. Naturally, human beings left by the left to ourselves, we drift away from Jesus. Like me and my, my Oak Hill lines, we naturally drift. And for those people we're thinking of, my guess is that for most of them, they didn't wake up one day thinking, you know what, today I'm going to drift. Most of them, it wasn't a decision. Most of them, it was probably drifting through the ups and downs of everyday life, bit by bit, away from Jesus and the gospel. And so the, the Hebrews is saying, pay attention to Jesus so we don't drift. In fact, here's how it happens. Um, this is why I've got this thing up here. You know what notice is? It's supposed to be one of these, a protractor. <laughs> supposed to be. Um, now, just to say... Uh, there's 180 dots in there. I marked them all. But, but it's not accurate. So, Ruta, don't try and use this for your maths homework later on. It's not going to help you very much. Um, but, but this is my protractor. Okay. And with a protractor, 90 degrees is a nice vertical straight line. Okay. And so, if you're kind of walking at 90 degrees, you're going in that perfect straight line. Whoosh. 91 degrees. If you start walking 91 degrees, like to start with, it looks like you're going the exact same way, right? Looks like you're on that same course. But the further you go along that 91 degree angle, the further away from the vertical you go, right? And the easier it is to drift off course by another degree and another degree. And see, I kind of think that's how the drift happens for Christians, isn't it? Um, the, 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 the word used here in Hebrews 2 is the, is the idea of a, a ring slipping off a finger. <laughs> Just almost unnoticed. Little decision, bit by bit by bit, and drifting away. And for each one of us, I guess that's going to look a little bit different. For some of us, some of us it, it, it might kind of be um, 
Oh, oh, and by the way, often it starts with good motives and good intentions, right? So, so for some of us, it might be kind of, we have to wake up early one day to go to work, and so we miss our quiet time that day, and then get back late, so don't, don't do it in the evening, and then the next day, we're kind of recovering from sleep, so we kind of miss it again, and then before we know it, three, four days have gone, and we haven't spent time with the Lord, praying and reading the Bibles. For others of us, it might be kind of, um, one week we're, we're ill and miss church, and then the next week there's a family gathering, so we're like, you know what, I'll just miss it this week. And the next week we're like, I'm really tired. Yeah, I'm just going to sleep in and rest at home. Months gone by and we haven't been gathering with God and his people. For some of us, it might be that, that just complacency of normal Christian life, right? We're sitting in the, in the service going, you know what? I know Hebrews really well. So when the sermon comes around, the Bibles get closed, we lean back, fold our arms and go, yep, happy days. And we kind of drift in our heads and away we go. And then it's been like a few weeks since we actively listened to the Lord Jesus. But for all of us, I think it's true, isn't it? It is so easy for us to drift. So our writer's saying, look, pay attention to Jesus so we don't drift. Because did you notice the danger in verse 2 and 3? Did you see it? Have a look. Verse 2. For since the message spoken through angels was binding, and every violation and disobedience received its just punishment... Well, how shall we escape if we ignore so great a salvation? The logic's a bit like this, right? Um, The message given by the angels, that's talking about the Old Testament law and covenant. Uh, It talks about in Galatians 3, verse 19, um, that that, that kind of, well, there it is. The the law was given by the angels, and, and the law, if you broke it, it led to punishment, disobedience. That's the message through the angels. Now, we've already learned in chapter 1 that the Son of God, Jesus, is far superior to the angels. So, if rejecting the angel, angelic message leads to disobedience, or leads to punishment, how much more severe is it to reject the message of the Son of God? It's a little bit like um, in primary school, you know? Um, if you call a fellow primary school child a poopy head, that's a big deal. Call a teacher a poopy head, Oh, that's big. But then call the headmistress a poopy head. Thunder and lightning, you know. You know you're getting punished for that. that that's big. Because the crime gets worse depending on who it's done against. Same here. Reject the message of the angels is bad. Reject the message of salvation in Christ. That's deadly. Pay attention to Jesus so we don't drift into danger. And it doesn't spell the danger for us right here, but, 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 but we know elsewhere in the Bible that, that kind of the danger of going away from Jesus, of, of drifting, of not being near him, is an everlasting life away from God, which actually is no life at all. It's death and darkness. It is a terrible thing to be found away from Jesus. Verse 3 says, how shall we escape if we ignore so great a salvation? He is the only way out. Ignoring him, deadly. And so just a word, like if you're sitting here and you're not trusting in Jesus, that is a dangerous place to be in. The Bible says he is the only escape route. So if that's you, please like, consider looking into Jesus, thinking about him because... There's a day coming when he comes back and that is not going to be a nice feeling for you. 
pay attention to Jesus so we don't drift away. Um, but for others of us, we're sitting there and we might be feeling a little bit scared. I think these warnings in Hebrews might scare us as Christians. I just want to say that they shouldn't. Because if you're a Christian, trusting in the Lord Jesus, like nothing you do, nothing that happens to you can mean you'll lose your salvation. You cannot lose your salvation. If Jesus has you in his hand, he will never let go. That's so good, isn't it? And I think the way these kind of warnings work, they're sort of self-fulfilling warnings in that, like, as Christians, we'll listen to the warning and heed the warning, and so we'll prove it to be true. But for all of us, I think the kind of question is there, like, how are you paying attention to Jesus? Have you drifted away from him? Um, Mary and Sam, do you want to go and... Thanks. Let's get my minions to do their work. Good work. Look at them go. Um, see, I, I think this is a call for each one of us to kind of test our own heart and see where we're at. Um, and we can, we can do that with the help of some tips I learned when painting the lines at Oak Hill. Now, when I was painting the lines, I, I learned three things which helped me. See, my early days were terrible. But later on... Oh, yeah, we started getting into the groove. And here's what I learned. One, put up a marker where I was heading to and keep my eyes on that to keep me going straight. Very handy. Number two was kind of um, setting the course and going. Because issues came about when I, when I get my phone out and start texting my friends and going, all right, let's restart. Oh, oh no, I'm going this way. Oh, that, another phone call. Here we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go. So just keep on going. And then the third thing was bringing a friend. Oh, so Joel used to come and help me with, with my line mark, keeping me straight, keeping me going. And I think those three things are really helpful for us as Christians too, right? Number one, like set that marker and head towards it. And you see what the marker was? Verse one says, we must pay the most careful attention, therefore, to what we have heard. And what have we heard? Jesus. The gospel of Jesus. And it is the most careful attention. Our writer is saying, like, fixate on the cross. Fixate on Jesus. Set your gaze on him above all else. Not like put some attention on Jesus. Not kind of like how we watch Netflix and do cooking at the same time and watch our kids at the same time, you know. Like, give everything to focusing on him. Set Jesus and head towards him. That cross. Right in our heads and our minds. And part of that, it says, to what we have heard. Um, I, I think there's a, there's a listening element here, right? That, that as Christians, we should love to hear the voice of our Savior. And, and I wonder if we do. Like, so, so, so kind of when we're at church or reading the Bible at home, like loving to hear him, loving to draw close to him. I think one of the dangers with a passage like this for someone like me, I'm a doer. So I hear this passage, I'm like, ah, there's more things for me to do. Right, this means I need to kind of have a four-hour quiet time before bed, four hours in the morning to read a whole Bible in a day, that kind of thing. But notice, notice what he's saying. The first command in the book of Hebrews is not to do stuff. It's to fixate on Jesus. It's to cozy up to the cross. Isn't that wonderful? It's a heart thing first and foremost. So keep your eyes on the cross and head straight for that. The second kind of tip works as well, that, that I think the Christian life is, is one of activity, in that in the, if we do nothing, we'll drift. Like, you're either going forwards or backwards as a Christian. There's no kind of middle. 
And so we go. We keep on plodding on as Christians. Keep on doing those, those things of first importance like church, Bible, reading, praying, meeting other Christians, those kind of things. Keep them going. And don't stop. And the third one's true too. Remember that key word of verse one? We. I think it's much easier to notice the drift in someone else than it is yourself. <laughs> Isn't that true? And so kind of, I think this is calling us to be friends with each other. As in, to be a friend who can say, Stephen, I haven't seen you at church for the last three weeks. Is everything okay with your faith? How are you doing? And if you're like me, that hurts. Like, I'm a proud person. Someone said that to me, that, 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 that's painful. But isn't that a good thing? To have friends who will call us out and call us back. But then also the challenge is for us to be friends who will call others out and call others back. In love, obviously. Not judgment, but, but, but in love. So are you a friend like that? Do you have friends like that? And if so, are there people that you do need to reach out to? See, our writers saying, pay attention to Jesus so we don't drift. And he goes on and says, look, pay attention to Jesus because he is our real stunning saviour. Verse 3, how shall we escape if we ignore so great a salvation? Um, when you like, go to conferences or new venues or big events, they often start by saying, now, here's some housekeeping. The fire exits are there and there. At that point, I have switched off. Anyone else like, like those points just like, allow this. I don't need to hear this anymore. This is boring stuff. And the reason I switch off is because, number one, I've heard it before. Right? I, I know the fire is it drill. Thank you very much. Number two, I think, if it comes to it, I'll follow everyone else. Like, I'll be all right on the night. If, if it happens, I, I'll be all right. Thank you very much. See, I wonder if the gospel has become a bit like a fire exit notice in a big conference venue thing. In that we can become complacent with it, thinking, I've heard this before. I want something deeper. Get to the real meat of the conference, please. Or maybe, I've trusted Jesus. I'll be all right on the night, thank you. And move on to the next thing. But the whole book of Hebrews is all about how stunning the Lord Jesus is. Jesus is our saviour. The gospel is our hope. His death, his resurrection, his ascension to the throne, that is our life as Christians. He is our real stunning saviour. Verse 3. How shall we escape if we ignore so great a salvation? See, as Christians, um, our exit is not a fire exit sign, it's the cross. And so it should be something that we're ever like ever more grateful for ever more dazzled by and stunned by um, a guy called Kevin DeYoung he said this he said heaven never tires of the cross and neither should we I thought that's brilliant heaven never tires of the cross and neither should we we should be buzzing and excited and joyful in our salvation in Jesus which is why it's such good news that we're looking for the book of Hebrews which is all about how brilliant Jesus is Pay attention to him. He is our stunning saviour. Why would we want to look anywhere else? Nowhere else. Nothing else can save but him. 
and then kind of the author writer he um, tells us reasons we can trust this message of salvation verse 3 he says this salvation which was, con- which was first announced by the Lord as in Jesus himself spoke about this salvation you can trust it because it's come from Jesus then he carries on. It was confirmed to us by those who heard him. So like, there are eyewitnesses who can vouch for this and say it's true and real and something to hold on to. And then verse 4, God also testified to it by signs and wonders and various miracles and by gifts of the Holy Spirit distributed according to his will. Like, the Father has given like his backing, his approval, his seal of approval, the Holy Spirit has done some splendid, beautiful things which show this is real. The gospel comes with a triune seal of approval saying, 100% true, 100% real. You can build your life on this. See, Christians, we have something real and true to hold on to. A wonderful, great Savior. So pay attention to him. He is our real, stunning Savior. Let's pray. Father God, thank you for this warning, this reminder um, to fix our gaze and our eyes on Jesus. Uh, And Lord, where we have needed to hear that because we might be in danger of drifting off, help us to look at ourselves and with you draw back, draw back to Jesus and see how beautiful and wonderful he is. And Father, thank you that he is our stunning great saviour. Why would we want to look anywhere else? Amen.